be open up shortly if you want to talk about what you kind of see happening. I know that Jack uh, uh, Poso, I always get his name, Posobiec, Posobiec. I know he's saying that there's going to be lockdowns uh, mid-August. I don't know if you've heard the chatter. If you want to address that, you can. I know that Dr. Judy just got back from an event. She'll share more of that if, you, if that's not an area you're up on. No, I do. I actually want to address that. Okay, then we'll do that. So um, we'll start in six minutes and uh, go from there. You know what? Let's start now. Yeah. All right, Lord, we thank you for this night. And uh, Lord, lead us into all truth. Whatever things are true. And Lord, we're, we're to be mindful of the times. Um, Lord, I, I ask that uh, you would give us some insights. I thank you for Dr. Keith. I thank you for the scholarship and the work and the effort he's put in to open the eyes of not only uh, just general Americans, but the medical community as well. And I, and I thank you that um, there's no fear. He understands what's at stake and... Lord, just so grateful that you have uh, connected our lives and blessed us with so many wonderful assets and to be able to have access to information when it seems as though we're being inundated with propaganda and deception and censorship. And yet, Lord, here we are. It just, I, I, I look at this place as hallowed ground, the freest place in California. And so, Lord, would you bless all the folks tonight, encourage them, give them wisdom, prepare them for what's ahead and not to be afraid. Lord, I've read the end of the book. You win. And so, um, God, please, I, I pray that tonight would just be a great blessing to all who are in attendance and who would hear this uh, on Rumble. And so, Lord, thank you again for Dr. Keith and Erica for uh, allowing her husband to be with us yet again. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, well, uh, Keith, uh, before we begin, um, Pastor Rick wants to read about a pretty cool organization here in town, and he's going to talk about that. And there's a booth out there, so take it over. Hey, we have a booth. You guys walk by it. You can uh, sign up and be involved with that. It's called PERC, Protection of the Educational Rights of Kids. This is a campaign to the right to refuse vaccines, mask tests, uh, to oppose... Uh, vax passports and to uh, unmask our kids so if you believe in those things or you're for them that's what the table Wendy Christina the ladies are out there and I've set that up just for you so if you didn't sign it coming in uh, think about it on the way out amen well okay um, Keith I was my wife listened to your podcast first she said you have to hear this and uh, like the books by the side of my bedside, there's a, a queue and a stack of them as there are podcasts and videos as I get probably every three days, 40 requests to watch something. But I, I love your podcast. And um, this last episode was a tremendous blessing. And I, I really, I woke up this morning knowing that Larry was coming, Larry Elder. Uh, I knew we'd have a full schedule. And I just felt compelled because I see this impending move by the federal government uh, to take what they consider an emergency issue, which an, a, a virus with a 99.5% survival rate and, uh, you know, vanquish our, our inalienable rights. Um, and when I listened to your podcast, I was really blessed. And I, I just, I wanted you to take it, run with it. And then when you conclude your thoughts, 
Uh, there's going to be questions, and if you don't mind, we'll field a few of them and then let you get back to Erica. Well, I got to drive home. I actually came up to my office, so I wouldn't keep her awake. All right. <laughs> and the house, the house is full of kids, so there's no telling what runs through downstairs. So, Figured well, it would be easier this way. Take it, man. Run with it. Well, I, I mean, like I spoke about on the podcast, but more importantly, I think it's important. I think it's imperative for Americans to understand where we are now because we do have data. We have actual hard data. And if you, I just looked at before I came on the show, the CDC seven day rolling average of deaths from, not with, but from COVID 19. Not, and full disclosure, I'm not real enamored with the CDC. I don't, I, I'm kind of agnostic about it on certain things. But on this roll, their own numbers, their rolling death count, we're right at, I would say, around 300 and maybe 40, 50. You have to extrapolate from a graph. Deaths in the United States of 330 plus million people were at 350 deaths for the entire seven days. When we stopped the mass mandates and when the lockdowns were removed completely nationally, we were at 594 deaths for a rolling seven-day period. So we're almost two, 300, almost half the number of deaths that we had. And our government's coming out and telling us, get ready, because we're going to have to lock down again, because we're seeing a lot of the, quote, Delta variant. And I always find it interesting when we all of a sudden have people in the scientific community, and I, and I don't want to say the scientific, more the bureaucracy of the scientific community, start to pull the famous uh, maneuver that baseball players do. They come up to the plate and they just point to the fence and they're telling us what's going to happen. I know that the hospitals, and this has now come out on a lot of social media, have been told to prepare for lockdowns and increased cases in, you know, the next few weeks. In a few weeks, it's going to happen. Like, we know what's going to happen in a few weeks. And it's, it's getting everyone ready. There's our county judge just put out a thing today saying we're going to have a shortage of nurses. We don't have a shortage of nurses. We have a, we have a, a created shortage of nurses at one hospital system, but we don't have a shortage of nurses. So what you're doing is you're seeing the entire bureaucracy, the entire political left start to tell us and prepare us for lockdowns. Now, the, the information we know for a fact is that the lockdowns caused a 30% increase in deaths from overdoses and from suicide, especially in the younger, younger age groups, 18 and under. We know that for a fact. That's without question. So when you hear that and you hear people pointing at something, and now we're told there's a, quote, Delta variant, and, I, and I'm not that smart, so I just... I just wanted to understand what the Delta variant was. So I started making phone calls. I started calling labs and I started doing my research in big, large databases and tried to figure out how do we know what the Delta variant is and how do we test for it? Now, everyone out there, please understand something. The current test we have for the coronavirus, to be very simple, is an antigen test and another test called the PCR test. So it's called a NAT test, N-A-A-T or the PCR test. And you've heard about the PCR test and how confusing that is. We have that with cycle counts and the NAT test. Neither one of those are specific for the type of coronavirus it's testing for. They're not specific. In fact, the CDC has just come out and said they're going to put out, they're imposing a new 
quote, PCR test that will now separate influenza from coronavirus. So what they're telling us is the PCR test that we've been basing all our cases on would be positive for influenza. Maybe that's why we haven't had a lot of influenza cases. So we are now testing for the, quote, Delta variant, which is interesting because I can't find the specific test for the Delta variant. And when you look through the literature, and even the CDC, they tell us that to get the actual viral culture that would give us the specifics, they don't recommend that in a clinical setting, only in a research setting. So we're being told now there's a Delta variant. And I found that interesting. So I went back and I started doing some research on clinical trials for vaccines. Because if you look, our vaccines have been moving at major speed forward as far as phase one, phase two, and phase three trials. And I'm going to get to where I'm going here. To do a, a clinical study, the studies are usually registered with the World Health Organization and something called, and I just want to be precise here, I'll read it out to you. It's called the International Clinical Trials Registry Platform. And if you go to my show notes, you can find this. And it's by the World Health Organization. And the first clinical trial for phase one dose escalation of SARS-CoV-2 recombinant vaccine for a Delta spike protein was first put forward in 2011. And, the, and then it was refreshed in 2013. And the interesting thing is after the Delta, they have a little TM, which stands for trademark. And the institution that put it forward was the National Institute for Allergy and Infectious Disease. Now fast forward to the spreadsheet that's at that same website. It was put into gear, into motion. They didn't really do anything. They sat on it and they put it back into gear, two different trials in February of 2019 on the same day. Again, by the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease. So my simple question is, if the Delta variant is a new mutation, it's something we didn't expect, it's just come out of thin air, why were we applying for a vaccine for the Delta variant, along with the vaccine for no variant, back in February of 2019? And I think it's a question that needs to be answered. I think that there's too many questions without enough answers. And a lot of the data that they're putting out there, if you look at the actual sourcing on this data, if you look at the actual references, a lot of them are pre-published trials, and they're just, they're not valid. You don't use pre-published, non-peer-reviewed data. What they're using for the mask mandate, and I know you've talked about this, Rob, is that study out of India, which was rejected for peer review. And now they have a reconsideration of it since people have gotten a little upset about it. What you're seeing right now is a full-blown political maneuver to shape our actions in the scientific and medical community, not by all doctors, not by all scientists, but ones that definitely have a horse in the race financially. In fact, if you look, I was looking up some of the NIH articles as far as their patents, and several years ago, it turned out that um, Dr. Fauci, as head, and another gentleman named Clifford, Clifford Lane received payments relating to their development of a vaccine or treatment for HIV and AIDS. And more 
more articles were written, what it basically came out and said is that a lot of folks that were with the NIH were receiving external money for the development of treatments and vaccines. And a lot of this is tied to the companies that are putting out these treatments and vaccines. And one of the articles summed it up pretty clearly. They, they said it's, it's, it's pretty unusual to see a group that's responsible for the testing and approval and the research on treatments and vaccines receiving money from the companies that will ultimately benefit from these treatment and vaccines. So I think that the simple answer is we really need to follow the money. Amen. Keith, you were, you were pointing out uh, why this does not fit any of the definitions uh, of a vaccine and why you call it a therapeutic. Can you elaborate for folks? Sure. Vaccines are when you introduce a pathogen into the body and the body then creates an immune response to the pathogen. Vaccines like smallpox, vaccines like measles, mumps, rubella, all these vaccines went through a long, arduous process to develop an attenuated or some type of pathogen that was very specific for the virus or for the problem that the body would make antibodies for that would prevent someone from getting it. The coronavirus vaccines are, are not done like that. They're completely, they're being done in a way that we've never, we've never produced a vaccine like this. Because what they're doing is they're taking a strip of messenger RNA, which is basically just a code. And that code has to be taken up inside a cell. And the cell that takes it up will then produce the pathogen. Now, we haven't done enough studies and we haven't looked at enough patients to understand exactly how that code will be taken up, how the antigens or the pathogen will be produced inside the cell. But in theory, it seems to be what we do a lot of lately, is we give a genetic code into the cell and, and it doesn't have a specific target for a cell, so all, a lot of cells could take it up, and then they're going to produce the spike protein. And then your body will react to that spike protein. And what we're seeing is not a shock. We're seeing people with increased clotting problems, blood clotting problems, because it's the endothelial cells of the blood vessels that seem to be taking up this messenger RNA, which is then encoding a spike protein in the cell. And the and we haven't had enough time in research to understand how people are reacting to that spike protein. And what I've, what I've been reading, and I've been digging into all the vaccines, none of the vaccine manufacturers, and now more and more people that actually worked on the initial process of the vaccine are coming out and saying, look, the vaccines don't confer immunity, and they don't prevent the spread of the disease. What they do, and they wordsmith, Dr. Fauci's the king of wordsmithing. They lessen severe disease. Well, what lessens severe disease? I don't know. We call those therapeutics. You know, ibuprofen will lessen severe disease or lessen the symptoms. And so what they're pushing out there is an experimental gene therapy that's not even a vaccine. It doesn't meet any of the definitions of a vaccine according to the FDA and the CDC as far as traditional definitions of a vaccine. 
and the and the thing that should make your mind just really kind of expand, and I have to wrap my head with duct tape sometime, is that we're being told we had to rush this through to help everyone. So we're using an experimental gene therapy. And there are reports that where are we getting this genetic code? Are they getting it from actual cultures or are they getting it from computer modeling? Because they started most of these vaccines before we even had an idea of the total the total design or the total the total understanding of coronavirus or COVID-19. So if it's a computer code and all the original code had to come out of China to begin with. So if they're using a genetic code based off of studies in China that we're now giving to the populations around the world to create an antigen. Not, we're not giving the antigen. We're giving it to ourselves and telling ourselves to create it without any specific understanding of how that's going to play out. And then we're seeing what happens. And that's why you're seeing such an increase in morbidity and unfortunately mortality. According to the VAERS reporting, and that's the CDC's website that takes voluntary reporting of adverse events. We have over 6,000 deaths, 6,000 plus deaths. I think it's maybe up to 8,000 now from the vaccine that we know of. And by all guesstimates, it's only 10% of what is probably out there. And you have places like Scotland that are reporting five, 6,000 deaths. You now have a whistleblower that says the CDC has been hiding over 45,000 reported deaths from the vaccine, and they've already filed an affidavit in federal court, and that's moving forward, yet you don't hear anything about it. So we have more questions and answers about a vaccine for, like you correctly stated, Rob, a disease that 99.5% of the people will not have a problem with. And we're, we're having less than you know, we're having around 350 deaths a week from the disease in a country of 330 million people when you have over 450 deaths a day just from Alzheimer's. So none of this makes any sense medically, scientifically, ethically. But it makes a lot of sense if you are concerned for your ideology that's falling apart and a president that doesn't seem to be able to make a coherent sentence. Keith, what, what about break, breakthrough uh, infections as a result? I mean, we were watching Israel uh, questioning. I mean, they were one of the highest vaccinated nations, and they're starting to see breakthrough where a, a lion's share of the folks who've been at both doses uh, have been infected by COVID. Can you address that? <clears throat> Certainly. The head of the, the best I can point you to, and I have it on one of the podcasts, is the head of the United, uh, Great Britain, their health system came out and publicly stated that 60% of all hospital admissions for COVID-19 were patients that had been vaccinated and had both their vaccines, the first and the second dose, and 60%. And he got hammered for it by his own people. And so he tried to come back and say, well, what I really meant was 40%. Well, if it's 40 or 60% of people going into the hospital for severe problems that have had the vaccine, and what I pointed out is, we're, we're, quote, having a surge in COVID-19 again, whether it's a Delta variant or whatever they're telling us. Why is that correlating or why isn't anyone looking at that seems to be correlating with the more people that get vaccinated. We're starting to have a, quote, another surge again. So there's again, the the facts are coming at, at a pace that the the bureaucrats can't address them all. So they're basically have fallen into the 
to telling people if you're not vaccinated, you're killing people. And the interesting thing is, if you're vaccinated, you still need to wear a mask and you still need to social distance. So, I mean, we're really we're really um, kind of like Alice in Wonderland right now. And we, we've gone down the rabbit hole. Uh, with children, um, you, th- there's a big push that our that they want our children to be uh, get the Fauci ouchie. Um, can you can you tell us why they would think that necessary and dispel um, and and point out the stupidity of that strictly by their numbers? <clears throat> their numbers, I I believe it's around two to three hundred children have died. I think it's 345 children have, quote, died with or, quote, from the coronavirus. But Johns Hopkins actually did a study. Some researchers there pulled the medical records of all these kids, and every single one had a severe comorbid problem on the level of, like, a lymphoma or other cancer. So the, the death rate in children without comorbidities is zero. But we do know that the complications for the vaccine or the potential risk of the vaccine are significant in all nations right now, whether it's myocarditis, sudden death. They had a 13-year-old, I believe, in Michigan that died two days after his second dose. And they're still investigating what it is. Most 13-year-olds don't die suddenly when we're not sure what it is. And so it's, it, it's immoral. Rob, it's it's like Dietrich Bonhoeffer said, the test of a society is what it leaves to its test of a moral society is what it leaves to its children. And right now you're seeing schools that are being pressured by the the NEA, the National Teachers Association, that are just telling telling politicians, you know, you need to shut it down. And so they're talking about masking children. They're talking about all these therapeutics and all these vaccines for kids, and it's not warranted. They have a 0% chance of dying from COVID-19 if you actually dig into the data. And it's, and it's immoral. Dr. Keith, uh, just to take us where we're going right now, the rumblings are, well, you've had two doses, and this is the rumblings from Israel. The third dose, I mean, do you, oh, is it now a uh, vaccine, er, a dose every six months, or where do you think that this is going since it's tailing off in its effectiveness or is a part of the, obviously a part of the problem from some of the data? And, and also, uh, in addition to what uh, Pastor Rick just asked, uh, and, and having worked with the government, I, I know you've alluded to it, and I, I won't go into detail, but suffice it to say you know the workings. Um, what, what, what's, the, what's the end, end game? Well, to answer your first question, yes, I think they're going to go for a booster. There's two reasons for that. One, they don't just want to cure it with a, a vaccine. If you don't have a booster, there's no follow-on to that. You know, that, that, that model financially is going to fail. So you need to have a booster. I, I call it, it's basically the, and this is something I made up on coined. It's just basically what I call the Apple theory. You buy any Apple product and it works for a very short lifetime till it breaks or they change it out to something else so that you have to go and buy another one. Well, it's the same thing with this vaccine. They're telling us right now, well, it didn't work great the first two times, but let's 
the people that gave you the first two that didn't work, let's give you the third one because this time it's going to work. And there's no, there's nothing to show that this is a vaccine by all actual definitions of a vaccine. And so they're going to give us a booster of an experimental gene therapy that hasn't worked at first. And there's a lot of people that are um, spending a lot of money recently. I believe 13.5 million was tasked to combat, quote, misinformation on vaccines. So it's it's basically a Shakespearean problem. The, the lady doth protest too much right now. And everyone is saying this is misinformation. You need to take it and shut up. But there are a lot of problems happening. And, you know, you look at when the United Postal Workers don't want to take a vaccine. That's not really the, the conservative base right there. It, it's people are actually seeing that this might be dangerous. This might not be acceptable. And, and the other thing is, why are we in such a hurry? It's this COVID-19 is not a death sentence. I believe the 2018 influenza virus was much worse I mean, we had young people dying from that. We don't have that issue with COVID-19. So why are we not taking a step back, opening up, doing the actual studies we need to, if we need to come up with a vaccine or understand something, why aren't we doing that? And why are we jumping on this, quote, Delta variant and telling people how bad it's going to be again when the CDC's own numbers show that we're having a decreased number of deaths, not an increase? And I don't really care about case counts because they don't mean anything. Uh, you go ahead. I just was going to share this week, uh, Governor Newsom said that the 25% of Californians who have not received the vaccine, Dr. Keith, are the equivalent of a drunk driver going down the road, endangering their neighbors with life and death, and it's no longer about our choice. And uh, that kind of strong rhetoric in the same week, uh, Governor DeSantis said, we have no mandates, it's just an uptake in, uptick in cases. So 3,000 miles apart geographically, 3,000 miles apart in brain power, obviously. <laughs> and, uh, but I think, once again, that begs the question, where's the government, where's this going? What are they going to do? Uh, August 19th is the deadline, not August 19th to the 23rd in the state of California of now more uh, mandates, shutdowns, various things, which sounds like it's going to be national, right. except where they have great governors. Well, Governor Newsom, you know, supports your economy because he's the one that went out and had the big dinner when everyone else was locked down, right? Yeah, he's yeah. real generous that way. And he's the one, I mean, Governor Newsom has two neurons, one's inhibitory. He's not the sharpest tool in the set, shed. He's, he's reading what someone tells him to. You know, he gets up every morning, slicks back his hair, puts on a tie and shirt, goes in and does what he wants to. He doesn't care. And I hate to say this, but... In California, you guys have a problem, and you need to deal with it. And I think you are. I think a lot of people are pushing the recall button. Amen. But you know, Governor Newsom is 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 the guy that's saying the sky is falling because he walked under a roof and some rain hit him on the head. The only problem is everyone was there and saw it happen, and he's still telling you the sky's falling. And if you don't believe me, you know, ask Governor Cuomo, the other brain trust on the East Coast. And, and so what you're seeing is you're seeing ideologically driven intellectual pygmies. And when you have this kind of just vapid, I mean, not only the intellectual pygmies, but they're, they're moral pygmies. 
They don't care what happens. If they believe what was happening in the beginning, why would Governor Newsom take all his friends out and open a restaurant and risk all of his friends' lives at the the French Laundry restaurant or wherever he ate? You know, these guys are out there and they don't care what the people say because they know they'll be reelected. And I think every Californian should be talking to their neighbor. Every Californian should be saying, hey, look, you may be a Democrat, you may be a Republican, but we have a common problem. We have a governing body that's trying to steal our freedom. Everyone says, especially out in California, it's for the greater good. We have to mask for the greater good. We have to lock down for the greater good. Look, freedom is the greater good. Amen. Everything else flows from that. And, and this is not even a, I mean, this is not Ebola. This is not smallpox. This is just, you know, the only thing small about this is the morality of the people driving it. And of course, Dr. Fauci, who's just short. But. Dr. Keith, do you think uh, part of the narrative, just putting on your intelligence hat from being in the intelligence community for 20 years, uh, are they going to try to stretch this out with all of this drama to try to get to the midterms to because it, they weaponized it for 2020 and uh, I'm just wondering can you stretch it out I mean that's a that's a, a reach the, I, I believe they're trying I think they've looked at the internal polling numbers and most of the they don't want people to understand this but Biden's numbers are tanking or whoever's running Biden's numbers are tanking they they recognize that in 2022 if they have free and fair elections it's going to be a tsunami like you've never seen. And they know it. So they, this is the only card they have to play. They're playing two cards, if you really want to understand it. They're pushing the critical race theory to try to divide the nation and make everyone think you're racist. And they're going to push lockdowns in mass because that's the way they control people. And that's the way they can push the voting restrictions. If you really want to understand it, look what the Department of Justice just came out the other day and said that they were considering investigating any state that tried to go back to, quote, pre-pandemic voting regulations and rules. And it's not up to the federal government. I know you know a lot about this, Rob. The federal government doesn't decide how we vote. That's strictly the state legislatures. That's we the people. And the way they've taken we the people out is they're doing this for us to protect us from a disease with a 99.5% survivability. And so we're in the middle of a color revolution, as we talked about before. And the way you beat that is to come out like people are doing in France, like people are doing around the world. People take to the street peacefully and say, look, we've had enough. If California, if everyone in California, if you're put back under mass mandates and lockdowns and everyone says, yeah, no, and you open up everything and everyone goes around with business as usual, they can't stop you. It would make them ineffective. But if you have people, you know, if you develop a significant Karen population and everyone tells everyone what to do, then you might, you might have a, a little bit of a stunted growth. But, you know, you have Florida and what DeSantis has done, but you have Sweden that never locked down, that never had mass mandates, and they're back to literally almost life as normal. They're having no problems, and that's why you don't hear anything about it in the news. All right, well, uh, Dr. Keats, if you don't mind, with a little bit of time remaining, if we could uh, take, you know, 
five to 10 questions from the audience. Would you be up for that? Sure. I want to leave you with one thing. There was some interesting information before we do the questions. Uh, but real quick, if, if I you're interested, line up right here, everybody, uh, just 10. So if it gets more than 10, give it a rest. Go ahead. Sorry, Keith. Look at, you know, if you want to understand the enemy is the enemy. It's not the Democrats. They're being driven by the actual enemy. And they have, and it has a very limited playbook. And if you look back at how Dr. Fauci dealt with HIV, and I'm going to start doing some podcasts on this, he did exactly the same thing he's doing now. He came out and said HIV was a problem. He thought it was could be transmitted in the home just by contact, like social contact. He made it out to be that it wasn't a problem the way we know it's transmitted, but just by touching someone. And he really pushed this and BuzzFeed of all people busted him on it. And a lot of people came out and busted him and he completely flip-flopped after that. But he didn't flip-flop till after they had all these major events, uh, gay pride parades, things like that, when he could have come out and said, look, this is coming through the community. It's passed by this, by sexual transmission. He could have stopped a lot of that had he come clean early. And he didn't say anything. He said, you got to be careful with kids at home. It's more of a problem in the heterosexual community. And I'm not trying to confuse anyone. I'm just saying that this is what he does. He takes a problem and bends it to the political narrative that he needs at the time. And unfortunately, the result when you're in that position is people die. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, what we'll do is, again, it's a question, not a dissertation. Um, So if you have the question, go ahead and ask. First person. Hi, my question is, um, our daughter is 35 and she is 32 weeks pregnant and she has developed gestational diabetes. Her doctor is now telling her that she's extremely high risk They had because they had a patient that, uh, anyway, went south. Um, so is there any safety in her getting the vaccine? The doctors are now telling her that they would support her if it's her choice to get it. She has not vaccinated. They told her in the beginning not to get vaccinated. What should she do? She's scared to death. I would tell you what I, if it was my daughter, I would tell her not to get the vaccine, pregnant or not. The, the vaccine has, has been shown and it's on the insert that the vaccine causes problems during pregnancy. You're passing a spike, you're passing a genetic code to develop a spike protein through the placenta, and if you have an, and if it causes blood clots or, or problems, you could have bleeding. I know there's been some spontaneous, a lot of anecdotal reports of spontaneous uh, miscarriages after people have gotten the vaccine. I think it's, I, I believe personally, of everything I've read, I would believe it's contraindicated. And, and again, we're going off the assumption that the vaccine's going to protect her because she has gestational diabetes. Gestational diabetes happens all the time. Right. She has to watch her diet. She has to watch her weight gain and she'll be, you know, she'll be fine like all other women that have gestational diabetes. It's, it's very limited gestational just to the time she's pregnant. But I personally, I'm not going to tell her what to do. That's a discussion she should have with her doctors. But my daughter, if she was pregnant, I would tell her, please don't. I would beg her. Hello. And thank you. Um, I just wanted to know, if you are confronted with a scenario where you are being mandated, whether it's an employer or a school, what is the best way to handle that? Is there a place to go to get help? What should I do or say? 
That's a great question. I, I would look at every way possible to decline the vaccine, whether it's under religious objections or whether you would be allergic to maybe something in the vaccine. I can see a lot of people get an allergy to that. Um, at the same time, I, I just won't take it because I think you're playing Russian roulette. That's just my opinion. But I, I, I've, I've read too many reports, and I'm not talking about reports here in the United States, around the world. There are too many questions. And I will tell you, there are a lot of nurses that are hardcore liberal progressives in the hospital that are quitting their jobs because they refuse to take the vaccine. So. Uh, uh, Keith, I, I would add something, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna go off the rails a little bit. <laughs> Uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, who uh, facilitated an assassination attempt against Adolf Hitler. He's a pastor. Now, try to theologically process that. That's a tough one. Rob's been taking marksmanship classes? Yeah. <laughs> Great. If I haven't been tracked enough, I appreciate that. Just season. Just season. No. So, uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer... One of the last acts of Hitler was, before he shot Eva Braun and then himself, uh, was to call for the hanging of Bonhoeffer. And the idea is, his comment was, always tell the truth, unless it facilitates a greater evil. Rahab hid the spies. Hebrew midwives delivered the babies. I, I, they are going to use our honesty to segregate us and divide this nation. I'd go print a card and fill it out and say, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Folks. You know, Rob. Wait, let me just say this, Keith. I know you're all about ready to leave the church. But I have never been dishonest with you in that capacity. Meaning, uh, I'm straightforward. That's how I, that, that's, that's scriptural. This is evil. And what they're doing is immoral. And they're not going to use these principles to separate us and, and make us subclass citizens. They're not going to take people out of industries and remove them and all of a sudden own every position of authority because they're dividing us by, by classes. This is America. Here's your stupid card. And, and go pick your teeth with it. That's how I feel about it. That's my opinion. There you go. Well, you know, Rob, a lot of us want to know when it's going to end or when yeah. are we going to get to the very, when is it going to stop? I would just tell you that if we're, you're honoring the Lord, you're following what Christ does. I used to think that I would get to a point where God was taking me. And then I realized the process is the goal. So what God's doing right now is I believe we're having a reawakening in our nation. And the process is we're going to follow truth. We're going to be a light. And when we do that, we don't have to know what's going to happen because God's going to cover it. He's going to protect it. And as long as we're, well, as long as I'm doing what he calls me to, you know, Christ was persecuted. So I don't think I'm going to get past anything that he did. So if we're doing that, I believe that this is going to be a good thing, not a bad and I think a lot of good will come out of it because people are looking for someone to make a stand. 
And I don't even think this is ideological for most people. I think it's people are concerned yeah. because it's not what everyone's saying it is. Yeah. Fight. Yep. Good evening. If uh, one believes that the uh, virus leaked from the lab, <clears throat> someone gave those researchers a statement of work. And that statement of work said, thou shalt develop a virus that does X. What was X in your opinion? That was uh, Shin Li. She was the bat lady. And you can go back and look at her 2015 paper when she talks about the ability to manipulate the spike protein in coronavirus. What a lot of the gain of function testing, I believe, does is they tell themselves, researchers tell themselves, well, in case anyone, in case we ever see this, we'll be ready for it. It's like creating Frankenstein in case there's a, something that they need Frankenstein for. And, it, and it, it never works out like that. There's no moral or ethical reason to do that. In fact, back, I believe it was in 2014, it was made illegal to do gain of function testing. And when they were caught, and Dr. Fauci was caught, Rand Paul actually brought this to the public's attention. He went ahead and pushed through and they tried to get, they, they just went ahead and did it anyway. And then tried to cover it up later or tried to get someone in the Obama administration to give them a bureaucratic pass on it. But gain of function testing where you start creating you're, you're really messing. You're, you're trying to become God. You're creating the most virulent virus you can, and it makes no sense. And it doesn't, it's not going to keep anyone safe. And the labs in China were known to have problems just because of the people that worked there with certain pathogens getting out just from malfeasance, just from, you know, people that weren't that trained. It's not, it's not the society that is uh, really good about training their folks and people are, you know, highly intelligent. They're, they're a communist society and people do what they're told and sometimes they don't have the sharpest tools in the shed working. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Good evening. Um, my question is, if you have a history of medical issues such as, say, blood clots and family uh, heart issues, but you have a doctor who has drunk the Kool-Aid and is insisting on you taking the quote-unquote vaccine. Where would you go and what would you do to get a medical exemption? Uh, Keith, can I, I would, Keith, Keith, can I jump in? At the end of our time, I'm going to show you where to get a religious exemption. Uh, we're going to post it up there. You can print it out. Uh, right now, for a number of Cal Lutheran students, I'm filling out their religious exemptions. Uh, that'll all be available to you at the end. But go ahead, Keith. Well, first of all, a doctor can't make you get anything. I would say the first thing you need to do is get another doctor. Because if he, if he, if he, if he sincerely believes you need this, I wouldn't want him taking care of anything else that I had going on in my life. Because, you know, one thing we do know is this causes blood clotting problems. That's a big problem. That's a big issue. There's a gentleman that I know who was 69 years old. He went to West Point. He had some medical problems, but they weren't terrible. And he got a second dose and he had a heart attack. And this is someone that had no history of heart disease. And all of a sudden, he has a full-blown MI. Now, maybe he had something underlying, but he was checked for it routinely. And again, I would ask the doctor this. 
with all my medical problems and everything that's going on, why would you have me take a, a quote vaccine when it's still a 99.5% chance of survivability? I will tell you the largest hospital in the city I live in has a hospice unit. And 20 some patients in the hospice unit had gotten COVID-19 and not one of them died because they used the current therapeutics that are out there to treat them with ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, udesimide, Zithromax. And these are patients that are, that are in hospice. So I, I would just ask your doctor why he, he wants to make you part of it. And this is another thing, and this is legitimate. Ask him if it's FDA approved. And the short answer is it's not. It's under an emergency use authorization, and that is not FDA approval. Yep. Thank you. Hi. Um, we have a student. Our we have three daughters, and our youngest is 21 at San Diego State. Um, we had a series of emails a couple months ago saying that they weren't going to mandate um, until it was FDA approved. Last week, we all received the email saying, "Yeah, we know that basically, but the Delta variant's here, so we're mandating." and we're all going back to school in the fall. Our daughter has a heart defect and also um, a big history of asthma. And she just signed you know, her lease for living there for another year. She's a senior this year. It's not easy to just pull her. Um, she's got an appointment tomorrow to get it and we're just devastated. What, and the other question was, if, if you do get the vax, is there a better one than another? I don't, I don't think there's a better one than another. And again, I don't think there's enough information on the vaccines to show whether they're safe or not. But it's an, again, I, I hate to call it a vaccine because even the vaccine makers don't describe it as that. They just use the word. As far as your daughter's concerned, she's 21. She may have asthma, but... As long as she's treated, if she gets symptoms, she's going to live, period. The Delta variant's really interesting because I've been – I own five clinics, and we do thousands of tests a month. And I've been calling around to different labs saying, how do you test for the Delta variant? And none of them knew because they don't. So I'm just asking, who's testing for the Delta variant? Because I can't find a lab that's doing it, yet we're being told this is a Delta variant. The PCR doesn't test for the Delta variant. It doesn't even test the difference right now per the CDC between influenza and COVID. So it seems like they're just coming out with names. And if you look at the papers that are written on the Delta variant, they don't call it the Delta. They put a, a long number in front of it. I guess that's probably because the Delta was trademarked back in 2019 or whenever they, 2013. But I would just tell the school's changed. You have, it again, you don't have more people dying. So why are they mandating vaccines? You have less people dying. And no one in her age group. I know it's a tough decision. I will tell you, my stepdaughter went and got the vaccine. And she's 23 years old. And she hasn't been well a day since she had it. With upper respiratory stuff. Okay. Next question. Thank you. Uh, my question is this about vaccine shedding. Um, I'm concerned about that a lot. Uh, people are concerned about us who haven't had the vaccine. I'm really concerned you know you look it up now online and it's now you know all the fact checkers are saying that it's not real can you talk about the shedding or sure the, the the interesting thing is you 
every when you when you normally have a vaccine, part of the protocol in the phase one, two or three trials at some point, I believe it's in phase three, you have to look at secondary spread or transmission of the virus. To, to simplify this a little bit, back during the Revolutionary War, that's what, that's what General Washington was concerned about when the troops were, quote, vaccinating themselves by scraping the smallpox scabs and then vaccinating each other so they would become, you know, they wouldn't get the full-blown disease. And he was concerned that they would get enough that they would spread it to the rest of the troops. So it's always been a concern. All the stuff that I've read to date, one of the most interesting things is that that, that should be listed as something they're testing for in the vaccines, and I can't find where they are testing for that. So that's, that's a concern when you're not even looking for this problem that every vaccine should look for. As far as the spread, I would tell you that if you get it, treat it just like we do with any coronavirus and get on the regime, and I think you'll be okay. But I think it's a valid problem. And I think this is one of the reasons we might be seeing more positive cases. I hate to say that it would be done nefariously, but the people that have told us to mask and not mask, lockdown, not lockdown, vaccine, you don't have to mask. It, there's no one that's been consistent in the government apparatus. So there's not a lot of um, trust. And as far as fact checkers go, there's a, I was sent to a website that the fact checkers go to and they're given their marching orders and told how to debunk this. And these are fact checkers. These are not doctors. And I would start holding your doctor accountable. I would start holding your pharmacists accountable. I'm not someone that believes in, you know, suing and things like that, but they have a responsibility to tell you the pros and the cons and let you make a decision. And don't be shy about questioning your doctor or finding another one with some, some spine. Uh, and also, uh, Dr. Judy will address that too, because I know that's one that you have a lot of research on. So uh, she'll, she'll take it up later. Uh, let's try to pick it up because I want to get Dr. Judy up and I want to get Keith to bed. Uh, Dr. Rose, thank you for staying up late with us and appreciate your information. Uh, Event 201, you've talked about in some of your po podcasts. Um, what's your opinion of that? Was that something that was a coincidence or was that staged back in 2018, 2019? Yeah, it was in October 2019. And it, it was it was put on by, uh, sponsored primarily by Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation through Johns Hopkins. And it was a coronavirus pandemic exercise with Chinese news crews. And they talked about battling misinformation and having social media companies change from platforms to broadcasters. Now, either that was a conference for Nostradamus or they were trying to get ahead of what was getting ready to happen. So I I mean, you, anyone can go online and, and look at the videos, but I believe that it was, um, they were trying to plan the exercise and they were pointing to the fence. All right, uh, what we're gonna do is, uh, I, I wanna get Keith going. You, you folks will be the first to ask questions when Dr. Judy's here. Um, and the two of them together, uh, they're, uh, what is it, fraternal twins? Yeah. Um, <laughs> So they'll, they'll get the questions answered for you. Uh, we'll do one more though, go ahead. Hi, Dr. Rose, uh, quick question. So Hi. let's say I were um, a federal employee. Uh, what are my options if they wanted to, or uh, how can I protect myself legally if they wanted to mandate a vaccine on me? I would say do what most federal employees are doing right now, especially the postal workers. Go to your union, go to your representatives and tell them, look, 
I don't feel comfortable with this. And there are a lot of us that feel that way. You have to, you have to put pressure in a, in a bureaucracy. You have to go put pressure on the people that are in charge and let them fear losing their power. Um, other than that, I think eventually you're going to see people start filing lawsuits. You can't, you know, somehow my body, my choice just went out the window when it comes to uh, the coronavirus. And then people say, well, you're killing me. No, we're not. There were, you know, 300 people died in the last seven days and 330 million people. No. Why does Lloyd's of London rate dying from the coronavirus the same as crossing the street if you're under the age of 70? So I would I would get your facts together. I would go to your supervisors and say, look, I have an objection. You can even use a religious objection or you could use an intellectual objection and just say, you know, I object to the sheer stupidity, what they're trying to shove down our throats without the actual evidence and disease that doesn't kill everyone. But I'm not as politically correct. So you probably do it better than me. Uh, Keith, thank you for joining us tonight. Tell Erica thank you. Um, you want to say any last things to Dr. Keith, Rick? Just Lord bless you. Keep it up with the scalpel. We love you. And uh, just keep getting the truth out. How about uh, giving it up for Dr. Keith? Love you guys. Stay safe. All right. Uh, so all of you in the line. Uh, you will be the first with uh, Dr. Judy when we take questions from her. Fair enough? I'm sorry. I just had to get him off the... But you guys can sit in the front row if you want and hold your place. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Judy Mikovits. You. you got your mic right here. We give you mics that you have to turn on, and I didn't do that. Right. There you go. Can okay, you, thank you. There we go. Okay, I'm here. All right, um, Dr. Judy, you just got back from the East Coast. Yeah, that was it. And Tampa. you're tired. Yes. But you're amazing. Not so tired. Yeah, not so tired. You're <laughs> right. And um, you, you, you were with General Flynn. Right. You were with a number of pastors. Right. Uh, a lot of intel coming out. You just got fresh updates on it. Lead with it. Anything on your heart? You just talk, and then we'll take questions later, and Rick and I'll ask a couple, and then we'll have the four folks and maybe a few others, and then get you to bed. Yeah, what this, what this was is something called a Patriot Leadership Alliance. So General Flynn called us a couple of weeks ago and said, keep it real quiet, but can you show up the last two days and, and, uh, and work with leaders? So, and I think he wanted us to come back here. It was me, Simone Gold, um, Dr. Napude in the in the medical re region, a lot of lawyers, um, a lot of pastors um, who are trying to address how they're. It was mainly about the voting fraud. So the good news there is, oh man, they caught them. So yep. they they, <laughs> they they have so much data. Um, it's. It's absolutely amazing how much data they have, particularly in Maricopa County and then Pennsylvania, Michigan. So that's all working very well. But what um, General Flynn was really concerned about was um, he really feels like the next four or five weeks and what we do as a country, um, you know, could make or break our country. 
and, and, and he means it with these shots, with these vaccines. They're pulling out all the stops to try to, as we just heard the lady um, from the daughter at San Diego State. Okay, now there's a Delta variant. They've got to do something right now because they got caught in every area, you know, and, and it's not just Fauci stupidity as uh, um, Keith was saying, Dr. Keith was saying, um, he's done this for 40 years. Don't. <laughs> Missed it. I'm merciful. <laughs> so, at any rate, um, so what, 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 what my answers to some of those questions are, we have to really all stand up right away. We've got to resist these lockdowns because um, as soon as the um, Congress is going to break, I think on Friday, as they always do in August in Washington, but when they come back... Um, Pelosi's going to do her little, little little insurrection game where they're going after the, the largely Christians that were there in the Capitol that day. So it's going to get really ugly in the country. And, and the, way, the way I look at it and what, what I told them is it's, it's very clear, you know, as, as uh, Dr. Key said, there's, there's no variant. There was no SARS-CoV-2 either. You know, they did their little event 201 to see if they could trick everybody um, in, into thinking this thing was circulating. And then they injected you with flu vaccines that weren't either. You know, they're not vaccines either. They're injecting the disease every year into the most vulnerable, attenuated viruses. But we know in 2019 they injected the H1N1 that came that they literally exhumed people who died from the 1918 flu. So none of this is an accident. It was influenza. It was the deadly influenza from 1918. So they just played the play, same game plan and, and made you put on the masks. And so now it's very clear the shots are spreading the disease. So on the transmission, on the shedding. But what is also very clear, and um, if everybody's not already watching the highwire.com every Thursday morning at 11 o'clock, every week you learn more. So um, every week you learn more. So they had Dr. Peter McCullough on there saying, if you've had COVID, whether you get it because somebody transmitted the, the synthetic virus in that shot to you, either through the skin or just through breathing it, which, which happens and it's happening a lot, any way you get it, you've got a durable, robust, and lasting immunity no matter the variant. So what we want to do is start demonstrating uh, immunity in, in antibody tests and things like that and demonstrating the herd immunity exists. But we don't actually have time to do a lot of that. So basically what everybody has to do, my answer to the government workers and everybody else is take a leave of absence. Take sick leave, do whatever, take a semester off. Yes, it is a difficult decision. Do the religious exemptions. I think we need to start doing the religious exemptions for the masks as well. I'm with that you. That goes against God. I can't even put that thing on my face. Uh, the, the, I'm having better luck with, with flight attendants. Yeah, amen. <laughs> they, they seem to know who I am. Is like, like your story last week as well, so they let me get away with a lot this weekend. But So we have to know to any of the shots, 
No more shots, and I mean no more flu shot, no more masking. If we, if we let them play the Delta variant game, just like they played the SARS-CoV-2 game, you know, that it's not a novel virus anyway. They've been in the monkey cells for the 20, 30 years that, that I, since the mid-90s, I was working with the monkey cells and the bats. They, they've got the variant du jour, but they're taking away our very country. And that's the way they got away with the election, is the mail-in. It's interesting that the governor, as you were pointing out, is getting ready to do a lockdown, just as we're getting ready to go into the recall, recall election. election. Perfect uh, timing yeah. for his, I mean, there's, my hats, uh, they have a nefarious, strategic, unrelenting, it seems more evil than a planet. It's got to be a bigger word than that, right? <laughs> I mean, it really is. I mean, it is so unrelenting. It, it, it is Mar Marxism. It is unrelenting, and it's, it's not an accident. Pelosi's going to do her little game with the insurrectionists, and, and you know, they're going to fire up everybody and get them all upset and, and lock everybody down so you can't vote in the elections again. So it was the mail-ins that make the big difference. We've all got to get the masks off. No more shots, not one. And I don't mean just the COVID shots. No more shots. Take away everything from them. Don't go anywhere near those doctors. And, and we're only talking, you know, six months. Get through December, get through November elections, get through everything. But every one of us has to stand up. It's time for we the people. Yeah. And, and to speak the truth in love, but, but I mean angry love. I mean, like, uh-uh. <laughs> you know, they, their, their actions may be nefarious and orchestrated, but there's, there's, there's one word that will stifle all their efforts. No. Yeah. That's, that's all you gotta, no. Yeah. Uh, no. Work with me. No. <laughs> See how that, there you go. That's special. Yeah. It, it just, just say no. Like Nancy Reagan said, say no to drugs. Yeah. And, in, and in fact... Say we, no to the Fauci-ouchie. Yeah. And, and you can keep, you pull that material, that package insert, and it's totally blank. So I hand that to that doctor and say, how do you know that won't interact with any of my other drugs or any of the other things I'm taking or my heart um, defect or my heart murmur? How do you know? You don't have any idea what's in that. Nobody does. That's criminal for him to inject that in you without knowing what it is and the possible adverse events you're being experimented on. And we, we have to stand and say no and trust our durable, lasting immunity. You don't want to stop hugging people. You don't want to stay around them. You don't want to wear a mask. Don't cripple your immune system. Get out there. Get out in the sunshine. You know, keep coming to church. Keep, um, you know, dancing, laughing, doing all of that stuff. And, and you will get sick. A lot of us are getting sick. And a lot of people who went to the Anaheim meeting with Clay Clark got sick. Um, but the ivermectin, and this is why I want you to watch the high wire from last week, because it'll give you great hope, because the ivermectin is an antidote. And, and it, even the severe injuries, the, the, the women, they showed them on there and taking ivermectin calmed them down, calmed the severe injury, calmed the fasciculations, the Parkinsonian shakes. So they get, they have to keep taking it so we don't understand it completely yet. But we know these are going to be solutions. Uh, one lady walked into the pharmacist. So we know the pharmacists are leading the way as well. So one lady walked in with a prescription for her doctor for ivermectin, budesimide, hydroxychloroquine, and the pharmacist refused to fill it and said it's not FDA approved. And she said, neither is your vaccine. 
get smart. Neither is your vaccine. Go to another pharmacist. Go find another doctor. The American Frontline Doctors, I just mentioned, will be here on Saturday. May, may I chime in on this? Yeah. Um, a, a couple of folks called and said, you know, I'm not feeling well. Do you have any hydroxychloroquine? When I said, have you tried American Frontline Doctors? Well, there's a three-day back. I, yeah, well, we've known about them for a few months. Uh, don't wait until you're sick to have a supply of HCQ and a Z-Pack. Yeah. Do your homework. Go find a doctor that will prescribe that. Have it in your medicine cabinet. It's a great prophylaxis to, to yeah, take it. And, and uh, that's... That's, That's your annual vaccine forever right there, more. Boom. You never need anything any more than that in your medicine cabinet. It stopped Ebola. Remember, I told that story. It's called Call for Life. Go read the book, Kent and Amber Brantley. It stopped the contagious Ebola. Fauci spread around in 2014 and killed 21,000 Liberians by way of Christian missionaries. So we, we've got to get smarter than they are, and this is what most of this meet, meeting was just about messaging. I, I, I got... Uh, COVID. I didn't get tested, but I knew I had it. Um, and within 48 hours with what you had laid out, I did that. Boom. Done deal. I'm, I'm 56. I am not a fit specimen. Uh, this is body by in and out Burger. <laughs> but, but folks have been asking. And, you know, you, you need to have a supply of that. And, and I got a lot of calls this week from folks who needed stuff and you're calling me at all hours. Could you, you know, at Saturday, could you just stock up now? And get ready for the winter. Uh, and then I also wanted to add as we do this together. Um, you know, you heard Dr. Keith. He's a practicing medical physician. He's a published, peer-reviewed, published uh, uh, doctor. And uh, he knows the peer-reviewed process. And he's also intel community in America. Um, and you're hearing him take a position on some things that Dr. Judy is um, pretty outspoken on. Now, let me just share with you the difference between the two. She has worked um, in this world that has formulated these things and seen the, the worst of the Fauci realm. Uh, her life was ruined by that. And she's been canceled, just done. And her life has been turned upside. Never been prosecuted for anything. They just took her life away, zeroed her out. Uh, you look at Bobby Kennedy Jr., who was the number one editorial, private editorial for the New York Times. They loved this man when he took on big oil. The minute he took on big pharma, he was dismissed. Now, his dad was assassinated running for president. His uncle was assassinated as president of the United States. This is an iconic American family. And Bobby Kennedy takes on big pharma, and he has been just doxxed. He's removed. Uh, so everyone has laughed at them, scorned them. And then all of a sudden, overnight, you're becoming more and more popular. When the world said, she's a wingnut. Well, I know this woman. She's a little out there. I might be a wingnut. <laughs> but she's brilliant, and what she shares has all come to fruition. She's been talking about a gain-of-function research long before it ever hit the... And everyone said, oh, she's nuts. No, she's not. She's not. This is, this, what you're hearing from her is her insights as a microbiologist... Uh, you, you, this is her world. Yeah, I made those drugs. I made immune therapies. 
The whole, the whole purpose of my life has been that you can educate the immune system to prevent and treat cancer and chronic disease, infectious disease, AIDS. You know, yeah, that's a vaccine. That's the definition of a vaccine. And ivermectin meets that definition. So does hydroxychloroquine. Fauci himself wrote it down. So I walk around with a strip of ivermectin in my pocket and, say, and, and, and walk in there and say, yeah, I'm fully vaccinated. You know, take off the mask, you know. <laughs> Fully vaccinated, and, and, and this is, and you can, and I'm, I'm not lying, no. because, you know, I, I will not spread disease, I will not get disease, I won't spread the infection, and so there are ways to do that, they just, you know, and we have to get smart uh, about doing that, and, and we have to take, like he said, to get a new doctor, get a new job. There are a whole lot of people who want you, who want, who have the same idea. Start, start more co-ops, nursing, doctors, teachers, get a new job. It's not worth our country and our humanity. And that's where it's going. It, it's, it's taking us all down. And, and they, they, they change that election because of, of their little pandemic. And, and we just, but we have to, they're just going to do it again. You'll get Delta, Gamma, Epsilon. You'll just get every, the, the, That's I told the Greek you that. alphabet, by the way, <laughs> A to Z. Yeah, and, and I told you, you'd get the strain du jour. Because there are hundreds of strains in the monkey kidney cells. And one really important thing that I said to Tom and Sorens, one of the lawyers who's, who's writing a lot of these cases in Ohio, but he's, we're getting a lot of help from writing these cases. And I said, so last week the big scuttlebutt was the FDA finally said the PCR test doesn't work, don't use it anymore. Get another test, use a different thing. And everybody's, oh, yippee, what happened to our positive results? Well, don't think they're just throwing you a bone. They got caught because you can tell if it's vaccine COVID or the real virus. Let's just say SARS-CoV-2 or the Delta variant. Why? Because you're looking at, in a PCR reaction at the structural protein that says this is a coronavirus, that, that all coronaviruses share in common. And then you look at the unique protein that says it's SARS-Coronavirus-2, that's the spike protein. Well, this synthetic virion that they injected you with, synthetic virus they injected you with, they called a vaccine, only has the spike protein. So I'm like, do the PCR. Do the right PCR, and I guarantee you, you're getting vaccine COVID, and we can prove it. So don't walk away from that. Just And I told Thomas Renzo, we're going to blast it out, because what we don't do is we don't message well. You know, No, do the PCR. We can prove it's a vaccine spreading this disease. Prove it right then, and they say, we don't trust you ever again, and, and walk away. They've already lied to us enough to walk away. And even, even the, uh, the administrator, he's not the president. <laughs> they call him the administrator in the White House. Yeah. Even the administrator in the White House <laughs> went back on some of the forced things last week. Because it's very clear now. now you, they're mean, like, you mean the, the patient in the White House? <laughs> yeah. But, and, and so that, that's what we all have to do. No, we want to see the PCR test because we know if it's vaccine COVID or, or the Delta variant because you're looking at the strain. That's what a variant means. It's just got a different sequence. Show me the sequence. Show me the data. The data never lies. And so um, we just have to, um, you know, stand up and shout it from the rooftops, which we'll do this week if we can. So if uh, 
That test is being set aside? Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, they're setting aside all the PCR until December, and yet mandating everything right now, and by then it's too late. You don't know where so what, it came So what from. testing are we going to have? I mean, uh, because on August 9th, uh, Newsom just said there's going to be this increase. Medical workers have to be tested twice a week if they will not take the vaccine. Yeah. And uh, other workers once a week if they won't take the vaccine. And so what tests are they getting, Dr. Um, well, Judy? Well, we'll want a serology test. We'll want antibody tests or a mixed message. But we, we, want, we want to know it's vaccine COVID. So we want to start telling them the tests we're going to get. No more, no more rape, no more nasal swabs up your nose. That's rape. Yeah. You can spit in a tube and, and tell if you have either antibodies or, um, or the sequences. So, and then if you rinse your mouth out with borax, you won't have anything. And, and just <laughs> There are ways around the test. Remember when you were kids. Come on. We got to get smarter than that. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's take some questions. Go ahead. Give him some, is, is it turned on? Maybe it died. Uh, you want to give him yours? Yeah. Here, Dave, just take this. I'll, I'll, get, I'll try to get this going. We'll switch. Isaac, I took Dave's. All right. Hello? Okay. Um, you touched briefly on the fact that if somebody's had COVID before, right. that they have the antibodies for it. My daughter had COVID back in December of 2018. Would she, because they were saying that it would only last three months. Yeah, durable, lasting, robust. Durable. So, you know, the antibodies aren't going to be expressed all the time. It's only when you're exposed again that it's like bam and it takes it out. So it's, you're not going to just have those antibodies all the time. You have to be exposed. Okay. Durable, lasting, robust immunity. And this is Peter McCullough from the highwire.com, maybe last Thursday. So she definitely doesn't need yeah, the shot. Definitely does. In fact, that's where you'll get antibody dependent enhancement and and Dell went over where he showed the same thing a year ago which means if you make binding antibodies that aren't neutralizing and they just stick to it and they glop all up you can have it's called pathogenic priming and you get antibody dependent enhancement of disease you get more disease so if you demonstrate an antibody that's your test you're immune and and you don't have to um and you don't have to get anything anymore because so that's her, what you cite if her blood test shows that she has the antibodies then she should not get correct the it'll you can see them in your spit as well let's do this uh since we don't have um, a monitor up here and it's hard to hear the questions uh, come a little closer, it. if you would, so okay. that we can just hear you while you're talking on the microphone. Hi, Judy. Um, Hi. Thank you. Thank you so much for sending me the information that you already have. I wanted to find out if there is a site that has been set up where you can show people how to deal with um, the after effects. People, our loved ones, our friends who have received these injections, and I believe it was scheme that you were looking for, the the word as opposed to plan, um, that they've already fallen for this, how they can... Um, what can they do to... Yeah, what can uh, they do to offset the... You, the you're going to do the same thing you do to prevent the disease, because remember, the vaccine causes the disease. It's not a vaccine. So, and there is a site that I've been working with, a doctor, drxmd.com. 
drxmd.com. And he puts things like elderberry, black seed, cumin, lots of natural products up there, as well as the ivermectin. Take the ivermectin. Carry it around in your pocket. It's or the hydroxychloric and alternate. They, you know, the hydroxychloroquine has 21 day half life. So just, you know, every three weeks take one, and oh, it'll be prophylactic. So for our loved ones, friends, whatever that are supposed to take this now in perpetuity, how? Do, does it show on that side what the dosage is for each one of these? It does. It goes by weight, and I, and I think you'll hear some of that this weekend as well. So it tells you approximate amounts and things like that. But you don't have to take them in perpetuity. Remember, you just have to keep your immune system strong, and God's good immune system will clear it out that, eventually. But you can't ever okay. take another shot. This is you, for those who have already received Yeah, for those who have already been jabbed and have jab remorse, never take another shot. And I mean not another flu shot, not a polio shot, not a tetanus shot, because they're introducing coronaviruses in every viral vaccine, and you will have that explosion in that antibody-dependent enhancement. Never, no polio, no nothing, no chicken box, no, everybody says, what, well, Judy, what about shingles? Nothing, no, nada. What's that commercial on TV? Yet. <laughs> nothing, no. No more shots ever. You, they fooled us enough. That's this solution. Thank you for doing this. I uh, don't know if I should admit this, but I got the vaccine. We still love you. Madeira, <laughs> Moderna or whatever the hell it is. My, my question is, is this. So Keith, Dr. Keith said he's going up with a, a, a genetic code up to up, up, put it in, right? Does that dissipate after a while, or is that code? Because the yeah. cells will reproduce eventually and kick the old Yeah, we out. have a really great immune system, and whenever RNA is in your immune system, that's why they had to put it in a synthetic virion that doesn't break down with polyethylene glycol with antifreeze. That's why viruses, your body temperature is 99. That's just above normal, because it's nothing to break down that RNA. What we do is we use ozonated creams. Ozone will break it down, and then they have have ozone um, like capsules, linseed oil, and you can take that in your gut if you get a little diarrhea. Um, but again, you'll, you'll break it down if you, and, and that's what hydroxychloroquine does, like pokes a hole in the cell and just shoots the bullet. It'll, it'll break the virus down. It's, a, it's not a vaccine, it's a synthetic virus. And then that's six months, because I haven't been the same since. Yeah, it, I mean, I, I do it myself, and, and I don't know if Justin's here, I don't see him, um, but Justin's a, a church member here, and he has a facility here called Just Hope, just off Thousand Oaks Boulevard, and he has what's called a HOCAP machine, and it's a, it's a ozone sauna. Get in there and detox some of this. He does. He he can he can get this. I'll I'll, t I'll text Rob the picture. Yeah, I'll of get it. it to you. The phone number. It's not too far from here, so you can detox this and get better. But you want to be taking ivermectin, you because it, it made you sick. That was its goal. It's okay. Give him the mic so people can hear this. Okay. Flu shot. I've never taken any shot till this one. Yeah. And and I'm like. I should know. Yeah, and, and you can get better. You, you, God's, you know, God's got this. We're good. Wait, let's do this. What's your name? Patrick. Patrick, come here. Lord, we ask your healing touch on Patrick. And God, you're bigger than their nefarious actions. And he was sincere and wanting to do the right thing. And Lord, please, I just pray from the crown of his head to the sole of his feet, you'd heal him. You say if there's any sick in the body of Christ to call for the elders, anoint his head with oil, praying a prayer of faith. And so, Lord, we're doing that. So would you heal my brother, please, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Bless you.
Yeah, I wanted to know how the experimental vaccine destroys your natural immune system and what are the consequences of that? <laughs> well, that's why they're doing the experiment right now. Um, Wait, can I just say, did you see how simple the question was? Pretty solid. Thank you. You can give them the microphone now. Go ahead. Yeah. So he, he simply asked, you know, what's it doing to your immune system? Well, you've, you basically expressed the pathogenic parts of um, three deadly viruses. One that attacks your lung, as you heard, the endothelial cells in your lungs. And then one that attacks, um, basically uh, can attack every cell in your body because it, it, we have our own gene called syncytin, which is a gamma retrovirus that is, it, it makes cells stick together. And so when you express syncytin in the brain, um, you get multiple sclerosis. So this is part of that synthetic thing. So it's breaking down your, your immune system and your endocannabinoid system, your endogenous cannabinoids. Um, in the signaling, the, the cannabinoid system is a dimmer switch. It dims the flame. So what this thing does is it gives you inflammation. That's the heart of chronic disease. Turn on the flame. And everything about the mask is like th throwing a howitzer on, on the flame, throwing gasoline on the fire, or you send the fire trucks to the fire and it's a gasoline fire and you put water on it. So it's, that's the problem in all this. It's totally confusing your immune system by throwing three different RNA virus envelopes at you. Um, and um, depending on what else is going on, um, and particularly for... Um, pregnant women, um, young women, because syncytin is the gene that we use to be, hold the fertilized embryo to the uterine wall like Velcro. And that gene goes on during a woman's cycle. So if you see a synthetic one, as he described, they made a synthetic syncytin. And so if you express the synthetic one, you'll make an autoimmune response because your body's going to say that's not self. So your immune system does only really one thing, tell self from non-self, and, and a pregnant woman is already immune suppressed so that she doesn't reject the baby because it's half non-self. So, so that's why you never inject a pregnant woman with anything, um, um, much less any shot, but we've been doing it for quite a while. So it, it's doing a lot of damage, but the good news is part of it's HIV and we knew how that worked. Part of it's incitin, and we know how that works. And, and the ACE2 receptors, we know how those work. So we've got the natural products. We've got everything. We know how to treat those various things individually. Um, and so the first thing you do is don't dysregulate your immune system. Don't eat GMO. That's genetically modified organism. Eat as clean as you can. Go to church. Don't ever wear a mask. Um, and, and, and just, you know, t take care of yourself. And, and you'll be just fine. And, and so that's the whole line. One more question. Do you think they're going to try to approve, approve the vaccine so they can mandate it? Because now it's under experimental usage. Do you think they're oh, yeah, legally that, trying to approve it? Like, oh, they're going to try right. and approve it this September because they've finished their right. experiment. Right. They've done their experiment now, and they're, they're gathering all the data. So, yes, they're going to, to, to speed it ahead this September. That's why everybody has to say nothing. No booster. You know, don't fall for anything anymore. Nothing. We're, we're done now. Yeah. 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 No more. We're not taking any more. No more. Thank you. I didn't mean you were done. I just meant we're done yeah, with this. Yeah. No more shots. Yeah, no don't more let shots. anybody shoot. We're done shoot. with taking that. I get, a, I get a little militant. My bad. <laughs>
other than the obvious of saying no to the doctors, which I have done every single time, and I'm sure every single time they have noted it in my file that I have not taken the vaccine, um, I recently had a situation with a, a potential job where it was in the hospital in the um, uh, uh, executive office, and they basically uh, told me that everybody was vaccinated, and I, 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 I didn't take the job. I, I, I declined it, and uh, she was... The uh, executive said that everybody was shedding there. Is shedding really an issue? Because she, she seemed to even tell me that it was an issue, that everybody, every single person has been vaccinated, so, and she made it clear if I was not, that I would be at risk. So the question is, uh, t talk about shedding, right? You yeah, so the shedding, so the shedding and the transmission, you don't want to call it shedding because it's not a real virus. It's a synthetic one. So, But um, that does happen, as, as Dr. Key said a minute ago. So it absolutely does happen. But you're not, you know, yes, they're shedding at you and you would be at risk. Use some ozonated cream on your skin. Um, you know, take ivermectin prophylactically. You won't get sick. You will, you when you get exposed, you'll get a natural immunity. So you may get a little bit sick. So don't stop hugging them. Don't, don't do any of the things they made us do during this. But don't get the shot. Why would you inject 50, partic 50 billion particles of the disease and let your body make it for God knows how long in your cells? Because we don't know. They won't tell us what's in it. So we can't, we can't put the models together. Why would you do that? rather than just, you know, go find the vaccinated and hug them and, you know, get a little sick and, and, and get over it, um, and, and you'll have durable, lasting immunity. So we, we don't want to avoid them. We don't want to shun them. We don't want somebody on another side of a room segregated. We don't want the, the scarlet letter on anybody, yeah. nobody anymore. No yellow stars. Uh, we're not, we're, that'll be the last question back there, so don't get in the line. Nobody behind. Yeah, we're good. All right. All right, you're up. No yellow stars. No yellow stars. If they ask where your mask is, say it's on my dresser next to my yellow star. <laughs> Hi, Judy. I've seen a number of your videos. It's wonderful to see you. In Thank you. And, Good to and, see and, you. And you, and you attend this church, I hear. Yeah, whenever yeah, I'm in we'll town. So I, I, <laughs> I have a friend who got the vaccine, and I best described that he got COVID. Uh, he ended up in the hospital for three months, uh, breathing problems, and now I can't really talk. I can't really talk. So I was, you know, what can be done to kind of like, Back off the, yeah. the, the, the ivermectin, quercetin, hydroxychloroquine. So, so you're saying if he takes ivermectin, perhaps his voice will come back? Yeah, he needs to take, and I do some quercetin, some elderberry. Go to drxmd.com. Drxmd.com. Can we okay. put that up on the screen? Yeah, yeah drxmd.com. And it's, it's got all kinds of natural elderberry, all kinds of nice treatments. And um, yeah, so he got the disease, he injected it. I mean, I, just, I, I can't get over how somebody. I, I just can't get over what kind of logic you'd be so afraid of catching it this way that you'd allow them to inject that and you have no idea what's... I just can't, I can't comprehend that. Um, yeah. Um, well, they've said that for 40 years and none, none of them have been. The, the smallpox vaccine killed 7% of the people who got it. And, um, but smallpox killed 90%. So the, the risk was worth it at the time. They don't give it anymore because the smallpox vaccine killed 7% of the people that got it. And, and this one's probably a lot worse. Yes. Hi, Judy. Last time I saw you, we were at that thing in Ventura. Anyway, onto my question. So she's I've using, been on hydroxy. She's, she's using her palm pilot. Go ahead. All right, I've been on hydroxychloroquine for months now. Um, originally, 
Dr. Sabone told me to take it once a week. We've been doing that. The half-light life, as you confirmed, was 21 days. So take one every 21 days. Right? It's a nice preventative strategy, yeah. Is that, that's yeah. enough. Okay, what about ivermectin? I, I just take them alternate. I, I take it whenever I think about it. Like I took one this morning because I was getting on a plane and it's highly stressful and there's all those morons and masks. So <laughs> it just gets to me. So I can't. Um, so I take one when I'm, when I'm in stressful situations and, and, and just been burning the candle at both ends with, the, with, with anything. I'm, I'm the worst compliant patient. I take it when I think of it. it and it, it really is that easy. But everybody should have ivermectin in, in, in either in a balm or a cream form um, they, on your shelf as, as a prophylactic. That's your medicine cabinet. All right. Well, I'm the worst compliant healthcare worker because I've talked a lot of people out of that vaccine, but I want to know this from you regarding how long I've been taking it. I don't have any symptoms of dying or anything like that. But anyway, if I wanted to test, which I do, my immunity, which maybe I got kind of like herd immunity before I started taking it, do you think I've diffuse that totally or is it possible I have immunity against the virus? Oh anyway. yeah. All right, wait, you got to give the mic up. So now. you probably do have immunity. Um, and, 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 um, again, you won't test positive with any of these things. You just won't. But, but again, don't let anybody put anything Q-tips up your nose. Yeah. I just spit, I just spit on them or whatever. <laughs> there you go. Hi, Dr. Judy. I'm Chris from Perk. I know you heard of Perk. Um, two things. One, I wanted to address some of the people's questions in the audience about the uh, schools and their jobs. Uh, Perk is ha does have a right to refusal campaign on our website, and it has legal letters that we are working with Children's Health Defense. Right. And we, so we have legal teams that have written letters to send to your employers and schools. And then America Frontline Doctors are looking for plaintiffs in, uh, for the California UC, UC system so to file suit. So going to America Frontline Doctors and you go into the legal tab and they are looking for all students in the California system that are having problems, they don't want to take the shot, they, right. they need plaintiffs. So I definitely suggest you do that as well. And they did file a lawsuit for the mom at San Diego, Children's Health Defense, Bobby Kennedy, yeah. filed a lawsuit against UC schools. Yeah, so, they did, so that stays anything. They can't force you to take anything and, and, and you can that's resolved. And, that's and Perk is right, also... We got to get a question. So yes, okay, so okay. your question, my, my question for you is, you have such, so much information, it's so wonderful. I want to know how can, if somebody's not able to be here tonight, how can we get this information from you? Do you have a website up or anything like that where we can like, frequently ask questions so we can pass it on to others? Um, I haven't had time to do that, but our website is plaguethebook.com. Say it again. Plaguethebook.com. Plaguethebook. Plaguethebook.com. And we do do a live chat every day and answer some frequently asked questions. And someday I will um, read my email again. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm here and I'm on Zooms and I'll try to get all those. Um, How would you guys like to there. do this uh, once, maybe twice a month? Yeah. Yeah. Sure, I'll come up. Sure, no problem. Good evening and thank you. Yeah. Um, this is my, my yellow star question. I was wondering if the uh, Nuremberg rulings have any uh, remedies to our present situation with regard to being forced inoculations and being experimented on. Good, yeah, they, good question. Thank you. They do. The Nuremberg Code, the, all of the things about coercion and experiments. So just the fact that that data safety sheet is blank 
it means you did not get informed consent. So I, I would go to the informed consent action network. This is Dell Big Trees Network. Um, I can um, the informed consent action network.org or children's self defense.org. They have the letters there. They have everything ready to that you can just print out and put your name on it and hand it to people. And then, of course, Peggy Hall, the Healthy American um, for local things, the healthyamerican.org. So um, lots of resources and people have been working on it a long time. All right, you're batting cleanup. Really good question. <laughs> Bring it home. Big question. Okay. Something good. Something uh, good. People keep mentioning that blood clots seem to be the main problem afterwards and heart. And then I heard upper respiratory. What else? is a problem from this. Oh, from the shot? shot? So we're seeing a lot of bleeding disorders, a lot bleeding. of um, blood clots, as well as ITP, um, um, uh, where you might bleed out idiopathic thrombocytopenia. Um, they, and so we're seeing the myocarditis, the pericarditis. You, you especially, it's, 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 it's affecting your mitochondria. So um, I've, I've heard of perfectly healthy people, and Dr. Keith said it, um, oh, they're, they're just fine, they get the shot, and they go run six miles. Oops, you know, you, you're going to do your brain, your heart, or your muscles. If you have to fuel your muscles, then you'll have a heart attack. And we see kids, and this is why you no know kids in these schools, because kids are dropping dead on athletic fields. It's, it's horrible. They did that with Gardasil. So we, we know this. We've, we've seen this kind of injury before with these synthetic viral particles. So we can, we can stop all of this. But, um, you know, the, the, the easiest thing is bruising. You'll see bruising. That would be a, um, you'll see rashes. You'll see eczema. You'll see bruising. You might get diarrhea um, or, or nausea or something like that, like with a normal flu. But it, it's um, like it's like watching, um, you know, one of the big pharma commercials. Uh, right. May cause you know diarrhea, bloating. Uh, right. Death. All of those uh, things. Yeah. Why? Why specifically? Thank do you. you. Think that was an the, excellent uh, question. The teenage boys, their heart swelling. What, what do you think? I mean, age-wise and gender-wise, what, what's your take on that? It seems to be most prevalent the um, heart issues with the young men. Yeah, the, the problem is, is the growth spurt it, it teenager. That's why we, we've been fighting for years not to vaccinate anybody at seventh grade. You don't do that because the hormones, the testosterone, you're, you're shifting towards building bone away from the hematopoietic, the blood stem cell, to the mesenchymal stem cell. I got so stretch marks on my brain. You're gonna get you're gonna get inflammation. You're just gonna get inflammation because that body has to go away from growing to put out the fire. And and so you're you're building muscle and of course you're one of the most important biggest muscles. So that's why the inflammation around the heart. All right, uh, Dr. Judy, you have a new book coming out. How do we pre-order it? Oh, our, our book is called Ending Plague, um, Ending Plague, A Scholar's Obligation in an Age of Corruption. You can pre-order it from our website, plaguethebook.com, or you can pre-order it from um, Amazon. Now, if you don't pre-order it, they will censor it. Um, and, and nobody will get it if you don't pre-order it. So that's what happened with Plague of Corruption um, and the case against the mass. They just censored it. Bobby Kennedy has a book coming out about Fauci. I believe it's called The Fauci Files. Pre-order it. You know, if you're, if you're going to spend, you know, any money for the cause, um, uh, 
Mickey Willis has a book, um, a book coming out on Plandemic. So Plandemic and the whole making of the movie. So those three books, Ending Plague is going to tell you a lot of those solutions because we've seen it. We, we cured AIDS. Remember, nobody, everybody's walking around with HIV and nobody's got AIDS anymore. COVID is not SARS-CoV-2 or the Delta variant. The, the, we can cure the disease. We just have to be smart enough not to do it. So Ending Plague um, is, is going to... I think it's going to blow them up, and it's coming up out September 2nd, I understand. And see, Fauci and everybody, this is why this is such an important time. Because these books and, and this, you know, they're going to nail it. And that's why they're rushing to get everybody to get injected and get sick, and they can blame the unvaccinated, and they develop this unrest, get us all to hate each other and be afraid of each other. So we've just, we've got to stop now because then these books will blow them up and it'll literally save our, our constitutional republic. Um, that's, that's what's really at stake because if they lock everything down, they'll throw the recall elections and everything else. Uh, you had a question. Let's get that mic on. And then we got it. We're good. I said 830, so you got one minute. No, I, it was just humor, and when you missed the punchline, and she says, it's over. You missed, the, it's the moment's over. My bad. Punch. Yeah, I have so. the gift of, um, okay, uh, we have a gift for you tonight, because you, you, I, I know you're traveling everywhere, and uh, they have pretty much ruined your income, uh, and anyone who donates tonight in that box goes to Dr. Judy, in addition to what we're giving you uh, from the church. Uh, what a remarkable gift that God has given us in Dr. King. Bless you. Yes, sir. Rick, why don't you close us in prayer? All right, let's, let's stand, stand together and pray. Father, we're so thankful for truth. Truth always makes a difference. Thank you for Dr. Keith. Thank you for Dr. Judy. Thank you for this uh, precious room full of people that want to know truth. Lord, we ask, would you have mercy on us? Would you open the eyes of our fellow Americans across the country to see what is really going up, going on? And may the nation rise up and say no more. Lord, from coast to coast, we ask, Lord, truly that you would shed your grace on thee. Lord, we ask in this beautiful nation of liberty, that that liberty would continue on through this time. Strengthen us with fortitude to face whatever is in the future, Lord. And in your grace, we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, folks, uh, before you head out, uh, first of all, you want to know scripturally what we're doing tonight. The Bible says to expose the deception. That's what we're doing. So if you wanted a Bible study, there you have it. Uh, next part, um, pastoral exemptions are, where are they? Uh, front desk, you know, when you enter in, there's a pastoral exemption. Help yourself. They're all signed and ready to go. Be free. Be free. No more injections. No more Fauci ouchie. God bless you guys. Live, live, breathe. Take care of yourselves.